You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Pull up a stool at my 9-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. Sorry we couldn't have a game yesterday, but some rough weather coming through Chicagoland made it a doubleheader Saturday. Unfortunately, there's no way you're getting two broadcasts of a doubleheader. I don't get paid Jason Benetti money, and that would take about eight hours to put together. The good news is, though, I have the results of Game 1 before we get to Game 2 against the Toronto Blue Jays. The White Sox go into the ninth inning of Game 1, trailing 4-1. to one. Ken Giles comes in as the closer, and Yohan Moncada flies out right away to left field. James McCann then comes up and doubles in the center. Edwin Encarnacion walks, and then a Nomar Mazzara triple sends in two, and the White Sox are down by only a run. The Blue Jays then panic and bring in Adam Adovino. Danny Mendick draws a walk, and Ricky Renteria puts on the suicide squeeze with Luis Robert at home plate. Mazzara scores. The only play is Robert at first, and after Leury Garcia is down swinging, the White Sox have tied it in the bottom of the ninth. And then, in the 10th inning, a man who already had a home run earlier in the game gets his second one as the White Sox walk off Yoan Moncada with one out in the bottom of the 10th wins game one against Toronto, his second home run of the day. He and the White Sox now take the field at Guaranteed Rate Field on the south side of Chicago to get the second game of this doubleheader and the third of this four-game set. We throw it out there now. Brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park at 33rd and Princeton, found on Grubhub and at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. This is a Socks in the Basement simulated season every day since opening day using MLB 20 and found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Welcome to Guaranteed Rate Field. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti. We just saw the White Sox win game one of this doubleheader in walk-off fashion in the 10th inning, and now 11 games over 500. The 28-17 White Sox will take on the Blue Jays yet again as we head into the evening. A couple of the guys that didn't play in the first game get to play in the second one. Lucas Giolito also gets a start, his 10th. 3-4 record, 5.29 ERA, 49 to third innings with a 1.42 whip, 43 strikeouts. He's given up 43 hits. And I believe before the stat went away, 27 walks to this point. Lucas has some work to do, but had a very good start the last time out. Rowdy Telez stands in. The lefty sends this one down the third baseline. Fair ball. There was a shift on. Nobody's going to get to it until he gets the second base. A leadoff double immediately on the first pitch off of Giolito, who needs to build off of a very good start last time out. Runner on second base immediately for the Blue Jays, who led for basically the entirety of game one, four to one, before the White Sox got three in the bottom of the ninth, including a tying run on a suicide squeeze, with Nomar Mazzara coming home and Luis Robert, the rookie, laying it down. And then Mancada, with his second home run of the game, walks off with one out in the bottom of the 10th inning. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is hitting 291. He steps in. The righty facing Giolito, who checks the runner at second and delivers. 
That is a ball high on a four-seamer. Grandal's a catcher. Abreu's at first. Mandrigal's playing now. This is his first game of the day at second. Short, Tim Anderson. Third, Moncada. Hopefully he continues to be hot. Aloya Menez in left. Center field, Luis Robert. And in right, Adam Engel. That's a curveball across for a strike. One and one the count. Brandao did not see the first game. He was given a rest. James McCann did very well in his stead. But Yasmani has been one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball over the last few weeks. 2-1 pitch. Outside slider, ball three. Next pitch up the middle. That's a base hit. The runner gets a slow start at second. Robert's going to dig it in quickly. It's cut off by Giolito as it goes way off to the side of Grandal up the first base line. We've seen him with a few offline throws. He gets a little excited out in center field. That's what happens when it's your first year in the bigs. So Giolito in trouble early on here. First and third, no outs in the first inning. Down the first baseline, that is foul. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. hitting 294 with eight homers and 25 RBI. An 821 OPS, standing in in the three spot. Guerrero Jr., not a very big threat to steal second. As this one's fouled off, and the count is quickly 0-2. Giolito gives up the leadoff double, and he's got to get that out of his head right away. Work with what you have. You're probably giving up a run here in the first, but don't let it turn into a three or a four or a five-run first inning. You're 0-2 right now. The pitch. High four seamer misses one and two. Beautiful weekend here in Chicago. You can see it warming up all across the land. Very humid here where Saxon Basement is in Evergreen Park. Two and two as that curveball misses. Sax, because of the humidity, going with those sleeveless jerseys with the black short sleeve shirts underneath them for this second game. Fly out into right field, angles underneath it. Runner's not going to tag. He's going to go into a Brayu that also chases Guerrero back, and nobody's advancing. Adam Engel played that perfectly with Jose Abreu. Engel looked like he was going home, but instead went directly to Abreu. It froze both runners. One out here in the top of the first. Teoscar Hernandez swings and misses at an outside four-seamer. 0-1 the count. Hernandez is one for five with a strikeout lifetime against Giolito, who got into a pickle here early in this inning. Swung on and missed a four-seamer. He was underneath that one in the zone. 0-2. This White Sox simulated game and all games in this simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Support a local business. It's unfortunate that they are an entirely different phase than a barber salon. Swung on and missed. Strike three. So they need your support as there's two outs here in the top of the first inning. Use Grubhub or go direct to Cork and Carry at the Park.com. Giolito fighting back after giving up a double and a single right away at the top of this game. He's now gotten the fly out. The runner's held and a strikeout on three pitches. Bo Bichette takes an inside four seamer. And the 213 hitting shortstop is 1-0. Part of a doubleheader here on Saturday. For the Sox and the Blue Jays, this one has popped up. Mandrigal's behind second base. He calls for it, and Giolito escapes. Nobody is scoring here in the first inning. And that's the kind of thing that can give a guy who's struggling like Lucas Giolito a big shot in the arm. Anderson will lead it off for us as we go to the bottom of the first with no score. Hyunjin Ryu 
Nine starts, four and three record. 3.05 ERA, 56 innings and a 1.16 whip. 59 hits, 52 strikeouts. Only six walks given up. He was one of those pitchers out there when the White Sox were trying to figure out who they were going to acquire in the offseason. They went with Gio Gonzalez and Dallas Keuchel. It's worked out well for them. But this guy has done very well early on with the Blue Jays. The lefty into the wind and an outside four-seamer called 1-0 to Tim Anderson. The Blue Jays came in a few games over 500, but if they lose this game, they will be even at 500 after dropping the first two to the White Sox two days ago and then earlier on today. The 1-0 pitch. Swung on and driven deep down the third baseline, hooking foul from Anderson. T.A. took the first game off. Leary Garcia played short for him, so this is his first action of the day. As a high four-seamer misses two and one. Ricky Renteria used a lot of his bench in that first game, was able to get away with a win in the 10th. As this one's ripped into left field, tailing back towards the corner, will go to the wall. Anderson's coming around first, heading in the second. The throw is not in time as he slides in head first. T.A., Leads off the White Sox first inning with a double. His 14th of the year. And we're in business early. Yasmani Grandal's hitting 299 with 13 home runs and 35 RBIs. And his OPS is 1025. And after a very slow start, he stands in 0-1 and takes an outside four-seamer. 1-1 the count. Ryu throws a changeup inside. 2-1 the count. I've been corrected up here. I think I had the name wrong at first. Hyunjin Ryu. I would have learned his name if he would have signed with the Sox, but he went to the Blue Jays. 2-1 the count. Anderson leads off of second. Rondal hitting from the right side, not his favorite thing to do. Swings and misses at a changeup, low and away, 2-2 two two the count. Now one in the dirt. The count is full. Anderson will not advance as it's scooted out in front of home plate, but was corralled in time. Payoff pitch, ripped down the third base line, hooking foul, will reset. No outs here in the bottom of the first inning. No score if you're just joining us. Inside changeup misses. Grandal goes down to first, so the first two batters are on just like they were for the Blue Jays. Giolito was able to escape without giving up a run. What will Ryu be able to do as Jose Abreu steps in, hitting now 260. He has 10 home runs. He's been stuck on that now for weeks in a slump. I don't think there's any other way to say it. His average has been steadily decreasing. Its peak was up in the high 280s. He's now down to hitting 260. He hasn't hit a home run in about, I want to say, at least 10 days. He's hit a cold spell, but the rest of the team is heated up around him as he sits in the three spot. 0-1 the count, the pitch. Swung on and ripped into the right center field gap. He must have been listening to me as this one's tailing back to the wall. It'll bounce off the track and off the wall. It's a double for Abreu. Grandal's in the third, and Anderson scored easily. The White Sox lead this game one to nothing. As Juan Moncada comes up, he has eight home runs. Two of them this season were hit in the first game today. He's playing both games in the four spots, starting at third base. Hitting 331 as he stands in with runners on second and third. First pitch outside, 1-0 the count. Mancada checks up on a four-seamer low and inside, 1-1 the count. Yoan hitting from the right side against the lefty pitcher. Waits for Ryu's taking his time, now the pitch. 
Swung on and popped back foul. One and two to the White Sox cleanup hitter. Contact's going to score a run, I would assume. The pitch. Outside misses on a changeup, two and two. Mancata swings, puts one down the third baseline. Foul. Count remains even at two. No outs. Bottom of the first, two on, one run already in. Swung on and sent down the third baseline. Just foul. Almost skips over the bag fair. Hitting fair territory, then went foul. Did not get any of the bag, and now swung on and missed a four-seamer high and outside, and Mankata goes down and looks frustrated at that. He felt like he was on him. He was way out in front of a few pitches. Aloy Jimenez will come up hitting 275, 11 home runs, 33 RBIs, and OPS of 899. Takes an outside cut fastball, 0-1 the count. Grandal on third, Abreu on second. Outside pitch misses. One and one. 22 pitches so far for Ryu. 13 of them for strikes. Outside changeup misses. Two and one. He's working Jimenez low and away. All three pitches have been low at the knees and away. As he tries to find something for Jimenez to reach for. That seems to be his plan. The two one pitch. High and outside now on a four seamer. Three and one. A hitter's count with Encarnacion on deck. Swung on and fouled back up in the 300 level down the first baseline. The count is full. The payoff pitch to Jimenez. Swung on deep out the center field. It will be caught. The throw coming in is not going to get Grandal. Jimenez sacrifices himself with a deep fly out the center and gets the second run in. McKinney does not have a big arm out there in center field. And two runs are in. Abreu held at second. And Edwin Encarnacion comes to the plate hitting 264. With two gone, a runner on second, and two runs already in here at the bottom of the first. High inside cut fastball. Misses 1-0. He is tied for sixth in the American League with 13 home runs. Yasmani Grandal also has 13 home runs and is tied for sixth in the AL. To see multiple guys on that top ten list is a good sign for a White Sox team that was deficient in home runs compared to the rest of baseball last year. And they added a lot of power going and getting Grandal and Encarnacion. When Luis Roberts starts going, and Aloy Jimenez continues to improve along with Mancada, this offense is only going to get better. It's already one of the best ones in the AL and the major leagues. 2-1 pitch. Hits the outside corner. Count is even at 2 to Encarnacion. Off-speed pitch, high and outside in the zone. Ryu on 30 pitches. Number 31 is swung on and missed. A four-seamer low below the knees. Encarnacion couldn't hold off. He's down on strikes. But the White Sox, after one, lead this game. Two to nothing. Randall Krachuk is hitting 318. Nine homers, 25 RBIs, a 949 OPS. The outfielder stands in the right-handed batter's box is Lucas Giolito, who at one point must have worried he was going to let this game get out of hand right away in the first inning. Now leads 2-0 as we lead off the second. Giolito needed 16 pitches in the first inning. The first pitch here is a ball. Next offering swung on and put out into center field. That's a base hit that falls in front of Robert. Third hit of the game given up by Giolito. And for the second inning in a row, the leadoff man is on with a solid base hit. Reese McGuire's hitting 337, the lefty. 
Swings and misses at a four-seam fastball thigh level. 0-1. Good crowd there always is when we have a doubleheader. And here in Sacks in the Basement, our doubleheaders don't make you leave the ballpark and come back in. No. We keep you good and liquored up for two straight games on one single ticket. Because that's how doubleheaders should be. 0-2 the count now after a foul ball. Inside four seamer misses one and two. And I get why there aren't those normal double headers that we're all used to. For the price of one, get two games. I get why it happens. As that pitch misses two and two the count. Next offering from Giolito outside, three and two. Count is full. Billy McKinney, the center fielder today, or at least this afternoon into the evening. Stands on deck. Runner on first. Giolito doesn't want to let him off the hook. Swung on and sent out in the left field. Can of corn for Jimenez. He sits underneath it and makes the play. And there's one gone. I always say my favorite doubleheader was against the Yankees years ago as a young man in the bullpen sports bar back when it was called that. And it was new. There was no seating out there. And as many people who could pack out there could get out there. You didn't need a pass. There were no rules. Anybody and everybody could go out there. As long as you were 21 and over, you can get into the bar. One and one the count out of McKinney with one out and a runner on first. And the White Sox are playing the Yankees in one of those games where they don't clear everybody out and liquor sales aren't getting cut off at the end of the first game. As a circle change is fouled off one and two. And it's getting rowdy in the bar, as it should be. It's a ball game for crying out loud. Swung out and fouled off. One and two, the count remains. And in the middle, I want to say late in the second game, Paul O'Neill, a notorious grump, swung out and missed by McKinney. That's a strikeout for Giolito. Two outs here at the top of the second. Goes back for a ball hit to the wall against the fence. And as he got to the fence, many patrons grabbed onto his jersey. Now, I didn't grab his jersey, but I have to admit, at that age and that drunk, I tried. And they held O'Neal to the fence. An extra run scores. The umpire does not call interference. O'Neal loses his mind and turns around and starts yelling at the fan base. And somebody threw a beer to hit O'Neal perfectly. Perfectly. They cleared the bar, and the next day you had to have passes to go in there. That is a true story. The next season there were seats, and that was the end of the herd mentality inside of the bullpen sports bar in the early days of what is now guaranteed rate field. 3-0 to count to Caven Biggio. Caven had a home run in game one. Part of the four runs the Blue Jays put up. Giolito pitches around him and walks him, so there's two on now. With two out in the top of the second, runners at first and second. So Rowdy Talis steps in with a double in the first inning. He's three for nine so far in this series. The lefty faces Giolito for the second time, and inside four Seamer catches the corner, 0-1 the count. He's three for five lifetime against Giolito if you count the first at bat of this game. Outside circle change, one and one. Next offering, 
Pop back foul on a slider inside. One and two the count. Giolito for the second inning in a row has two outs with two on. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. So Giolito is spreading out the base runners. Four base runners in the first two innings and nobody's crossed. Midway through to second, Sox lead 2-0. Adam Engel's going to lead off in the seventh spot, hitting 328 for the White Sox. Here in the bottom of the second, he takes an outside high pitch for ball one. 1-0 the count. Engel is a 19th round draft pick. For anybody that questions Major League Baseball cutting their draft to five rounds, all you have to do is point at Adam Engel. And while he's not a superstar, he is definitely a major leaguer. That helps this organization as he pops up down the first baseline that'll be caught in foul territory for the first out. But you can't argue with me that he's not a Major League Baseball player. And he would not have been drafted under these new rules. And you wonder whether or not an Adam Engel even goes to the minors for just $20,000 a year during a tumultuous time when minor league clubs are going to start cutting their size down. Major League Baseball is trying to cut down the minor leagues. So you heard James Fox a few days ago here on this broadcast. It was the last game of our road trip, if I'm not mistaken, against the Padres. If you want to go back and listen to the third and the seventh inning, he has some very interesting things to say about that draft and also the negotiations between MLB and the MLBPA as Nick Mandrigal is 3-1. He was 3-0 before an inside pitch caught the corner. He's hitting 263. The next offering, outside cut fastball, catches the play 3-2 the count. So Mads, with the count full, swings and fouls this one back into the catcher. They'll reset. One out here in the bottom of the second inning. White Sox up 2-0. Madrigal swings on this one and sends it out into the right center field corner. It will not get down quick enough, and the play will be made. He is out on the flyout. Ryu has 40 pitches with two outs here in the bottom of the second. White Sox batters making him work early that may pay off later on is Luis Robert hitting 178, but the big suicide squeeze sacrifice in the first game, and now he lifts this one out deep in the right center field, and he's going to get to the wall and off the wall. Robert's already rounding second base. Now he'll think again. He will retreat back to second for the double. I feel like he could have made third. They're going to hold him up. He was he was at least a third of the way to third. I said that right, right? Yeah. And then you see him put the brakes on and dive back to second. So the stop sign was up, and he... He felt like he could do it. So we'll see who was right as Tim Anderson comes up one for one with a run scored. Robert with speed on second base with two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. Inside four seamer low, taken for a ball. Robert has 17 stolen bases so far this season. As this pitch is lifted out in the center field, can of corn, it wouldn't have mattered. Either way, that's an out. Ryu escapes, but the White Sox still lead 2-0 after 2 here on the south side. Chicago White Sox pitchers still lead all the American League with the lowest opponent's batting average of 232. They're second in the American League with a whip of 1.28 across the entire staff. Fourth in the AL and ERA with a 3.88. At one point, 
a few weeks ago, they led not only the American League, but the major leagues in all those categories. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is one for one with a single in the first inning, but he was left to rot on the base paths. And Lucas Giolito into the wind in the pitch, and the first pitch low and away a four-seamer. 1-0 the count. Vlad, three for six with a double against Giolito in his short career. An inside circle change catches the zone, 1-1 one one the count. Next offering. Swung on and set out in the right field. That will be caught for the out. One gone. Lourdes Gurriel is going to come up 0 for 1. Into the wind is Giolito. Swung on and sent out in the left. In comes Jimenez on his horse. Makes a great play. So they're throwing the leather out there in the corner outfield positions. Engel had to come in quickly. And now Jimenez, both of them making the play. Two quick outs here to start the family waterproofing third inning as the White Sox lead 2 to nothing, Teoscar Hernandez stands in, swings and misses at a four-seam fastball, 0-1 the count. Family Waterproofing Solutions is family-owned, veteran-owned, female-owned. They'll do their estimates over video chat with you. You can show them the problem. It's free. They also have traditional methods to do things safely for you and your family and for their workers. They've got great financing. They've got socks in the basement deals. And a portion of the proceeds go to veterans and first responder organizations. One and two the count there on an outside pitch. Details coming up once Lucas Giolito and the White Sox can record the third out of this half inning. The pitch. Inside misses on a four-seamer, two and two. Hernandez, 0 for 1, waits. Now he's going to lift this one down the first baseline and is going to curve foul into the stands out in right field. Two and two, the count remains. Inside four, Seamer misses three and two. Bo Bichette waits on deck. The full count, the pitch. Outside misses on a slider, he walked him. So Giolito almost has a clean inning, but he will put on a base runner. He is up to 49 pitches here, trying to get through to third. Bo Bichette's 0 for 1 with a pop out of the first inning. His 2.11 average is not indicative of what I think he is going to become here in the majors. He had a very good back end of the season and a very good spring training. But once things started this year, off to a slow start. He is, though, hitting over 300 in his last five games. 1-0 count, the pitch. Misses outside on a changeup. 2-0 the count. Too many pitches early on here for Lucas Giolito if he's going to go long in the game. Sacks are fortunate enough only three pitchers were needed in game one. Outside fastball hits the zone 2-1. Reynaldo Lopez went six. Kelvin Herrera went two. Evan Marshall went two. And the White Sox walked off in the bottom of the 10th. Everybody else is pretty much available. I would say with the exception of Michael Kopech, even though he's in the bullpen, did pitch a good amount of innings and will likely be held out of this game. That's a base hit up the middle from Bichette. There's two on now. Runners at first and second. So Giolito, even with two outs, needed to put two guys on here to make it interesting. There's been two Blue Jays runners on in each of the first three innings. Randall Krachuk 
Takes an inside strike, one and one the count. He is second on the Blue Jays with nine doubles so far this season. He's one for one in this game. Giolito sitting on 55 pitches. Checks back at Hernandez on second base and delivers. Swung on and popped up into center field. Robert's going to take two steps back and wait for it. And that took a while to come down, but that is the third out of this inning. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. Lucas Giolito Houdini through the first three innings. Yasmani Grandal now comes up to the plate to lead off the bottom of the third. He walked in the first and scored on a sack fly. He's hitting 299. He's on the right side of the plate. As Ryu, the lefty, delivers. An inside four seamer that misses 1-0 the count. Next pitch low and away, 2-0. 2-0 pitch misses below the knees down the middle of four seamer, 3-0 the count. With Abreu on deck, who already has a double. And waits, hoping for a base runner. High fastball catches the zone, 3-1. Tampa Bay leads Baltimore right now at home, 4-2. Outside cut fastball misses. He'll take his base. Meanwhile, the Twins and the Indians are going to beat each other up this weekend. That's a good thing for us. The Twins leading 7-2 in Cleveland right now. It's about time they played each other. We've taken two out of three from the Twins and two out of three from the Indians to date. We have some more Twins coming up here this month. We're going to see them for six total games in the next couple of weeks. As Abreu swings and misses at the first pitch. Owen won the count with Grandal on first base. No outs, bomb at a third. Abreu already has an RBI double. Now he gets jammed but puts it out over the shortstop's head and Bichette can't get it. Grandal didn't get a good jump, but he's going to be forced out of second base. The ball went out into shallow right field. Grandal wasn't sure what was going to happen. It goes over Bichette's head. He did not get a good jump. It was scooped immediately by the left fielder and sent in, and it beat him to the bag. It'll go as a fielder's choice, although it was a base hit for Abreu. Rondal did not do well on the base paths there. Did not judge that well enough and was picked off of second base. So there's one out here in the bottom of the third inning as Mancada takes an outside cut fastball. He's 0 for 1 with a strikeout. And he's got a Brayu on first now instead of Rondal. Next offering misses outside, another changeup, 2 0. Inside for Seamer. 
hits the zone, two and one the count. Bottom of the third, one out, the pitch. Swung on and missed on a changeup below the knees, two and oh now. Moncada having a tough time with Ryu. Looking to make some contact. Swung on and missed. He struck out for the second time today. And Yohan Moncada is frustrated. As Ryu has his number right now. Two of his strikeouts against Moncada, the hero of game one. He had two home runs in game one, including the walk-off variety in the 10th inning. He's got two strikeouts here in game two. Aloy Jimenez comes up. Two outs, bottom to third. He had a sack fly in the first inning and gave the White Sox a second run as they lead two to nothing. Fouls this one off down the first baseline. Next pitch is a four-seamer high, taken for a ball, one and one the count. Ryu takes his time on the mound. A lot of looking around before he delivers, then he throws an outside changeup at 77 miles an hour that misses two and one. Keeps staring at Abreu like he's going to go somewhere. Brown ball chopped the first. Nifty play at first base. Caught in the glove by Taliz and backhanded to Ryu. He never took it out of the glove. He's showing off, but the White Sox still lead 2-0. Reese McGuire is 0-for-1 with a fly out in the second inning, and Lucas Giolito has needed 56 pitches to get through the first three. The lefty stands in as the righty Giolito waits for the first sign of the fourth. Into the line, and here we go. Outside four, Seamer misses. 1-0 the count. McGuire was a first-round pick back in 2013 for the Blue Jays. Fouls off this pitch down the third base line. 1-1 the count. Rondell sets up on the outside portion of the plate. It misses. 2-1. Giolito has put on six base runners over three innings, two in each inning, but has not given up a run yet. Fouls off a changeup in the lower outside portion of the zone, two and two. The next offering, inside misses on a four-seamer, three and two, to McKinney. Check that to McGuire. McKinney's on deck. Swung out and missed a four-seamer inside to McGuire. Now we get McKinney. With one out here on the top of the fourth. He's talking to the umpire. You swung at that pitch. So what happened in the, earlier in the count that you want to discuss with the umpire? A weird exchange there. As he was walking away, looked back, and then a conversation began. His coach came out and got him. Seems like no harm, no foul as the first pitch is a ball. To Billy McKinney, who's 0 for 1. The lefty stands in against Giolito with one out here in the top of the fourth. Rondal catches a 12 to 6 curve that McKinney swings and misses at. 1 and 1. Now Grandal back on the outside portion of the plate. He fed it there, a curveball, fouled down the first base line. 1 and 2. Rondal continues to sit away. They work away and they get him swinging on a four seamer. In the last two batters, we've seen Yasmati Grandal start to move a little bit more behind the plate. Realizing his pitcher doesn't have any control, he's trying to change the way that he's framing. And instantly, you're seeing a change in Giolito, who gets back-to-back strikeouts. Now, Kevin Biggio's up. Grandal down on one knee. 
takes a pitch low and away that's fouled off down the first baseline. Yasmani Grandal changes the way that he's doing things behind the plate when his pitcher needs him to. The guy's in a, in a zone. You don't see him move very much. But now we're seeing this one knee, you know, get into a, the splits, then get into a crouch, then sit on one side of the plate, the other side of the plate, and it's all framing. He's catching the ball where he knows Giolito's going to miss, and he's dragging it back in the zone. One and one to count to Biggio. Sets up inside, and he frames a pitch perfectly because it doesn't look like he's pulling it back into the zone. He gets a borderline call, one and two. Now he gets him on a perfectly framed pitch on the inside corner, and Biggio's arguing. Grandal basically got three strikeouts for Lucas Giolito there. The Sox lead midway through the fourth, two to nothing. Edwin Encarnacion struck out in the first inning. He's 0 for 1. He's 2 for 7 in the series with a home run and two RBI. 59 pitches for Ryu. Here's number 60 to lead off the bottom of the fourth. Misses on the lower outside portion of the plate. 1 0 the count. Sox got two runs in the bottom of the first after the Blue Jays threatened the top of the first and couldn't get anybody across. Up until last inning, Giolito had put two runners on in each of the first three innings. As that ball misses, 2-0 the count. Now an inside four-seamer hits the plate, 2-1. Ryu misses on the outside with another changeup, 3-1 with Adam Engel on deck. Engel, when he had limited at-bats, was hitting around 400. He's been seeing the plate a lot more lately, down to 324. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. It's a line drive into the net. Count is full to Encarnacion. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed on an inside four-seamer. He came in on the hands, and Edwin has struck out twice. So Ryu has four strikeouts, two against Mancata, two against Encarnacion. And that's who he's picking on today. Adam Engel comes to the plate. He is 0-for-1 with a pop-out. With one out here in the bottom of the fourth, first pitch is high, a cut fastball, 1-0 the count. Into the line of the pitch, low inside cut fastball goes for a strike, 1-1. One one. Angle also played in the first game. He was 1-for-5 with a single. Takes a 1-1 pitch out into left field down the line. It'll hang up there, and that is the second out as it is caught. Two outs here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And Nick Mandrigal is 0-for-1 with a flyout in the second. Into the right center field gap. The average dipped back down below 260. He's hitting 259. And the tiniest guy I've ever seen in a video game, except for when I make my own character, stands up in the plate. 0-1 the count as he takes a strike low and inside. He has a tiny little strike zone. Checks up on that one, 1-1. One I feel like his little K-Box should be smaller than what I'm seeing. Swung on and sent out into the gap in right center field to get chased down so he can't get extra bases. But that is a base knock for Nick Madrigal. If that got in between those two outfielders, that was at least a double and maybe a triple. We've seen him do that before. He likes to go in that direction. Takes what the pitcher gives him. Madrigal's on first. Two outs, Bob and a fourth. Roberts up one for one already as he has been slowly starting to heat up and he takes a high two-seamer for ball one. He doubled in the second inning. The average is up to 185 now. 
He was a big part of the comeback in game one of this doubleheader. Next pitch on the way, foul back. Count is even at one. Mandergo with a healthy lead over at first. Inside four, Seamer taken for a strike. One and two to Luis Robert, the rookie. 92 mile an hour on the gun. Ryu. With the check of the runner at first. Ryu checks the runner at first and throws one outside. Two and two. Now working quickly back to Robert. He'll foul off a changeup at the knees. Protecting the plate. Now a high four seamer is going to load up this count three and two with Mandrigal on first base. Here's the pitch. Outside pitch foul down the first base line. Count remains full. Mandrigal in motion. Swung on and fouled off. Will reset. The pitch on the way. Ball four, Mandrigal is running. He's in the second easily because they can't throw. It's ball four. You got a lot of speed on the base paths in Mandrigal and Robert. And TA's up one for two with a double and a run scored. Anderson looking to do damage. Ryu on 80 pitches. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent out to right field. That's going to get down and head towards the corner. It gets cut off, and Mandrigal's going to come around and try to score. He is safe. The throw is offline. Robert almost comes home as well, but he hesitates. One run is in. A double for Tim Anderson. Second and third. Still lots of speed, and Yasmani Grandal comes up with a walk in the third inning. And the first pitch is ripped down the first baseline. If it's fair, that'll score two. One run is in. Anderson comes around. He will score. Grandal's on his way into second base. He is safe under the tag. And the White Sox have broke open this game and leave five to nothing, getting three runs here in the bottom of the fifth inning. First pitch to Grandal. He goes opposite field, hitting from the right-handed side of the plate. Down the line. Even closer to the line than where Anderson's was. This one gets down into the corner, and both runs will score from second and third. He's in with the double, and that's it for Ryu. The Sacks chase him with two outs. And in comes, and in comes Sam Gaviglio. 16 games, 0-1-1 record, 31 and two-thirds innings with a 2.27 earned run average. He's a right-handed pitcher. So the switch hitters are going to the other side of the plate for now. And Jose Abreu's up one for two with a double and an RBI. And the first pitch low and inside for a ball. Bottom of the fourth inning, the White Sox chase Ryu. He only goes three and two-thirds and gives up five runs. He had been excellent coming into this game for the Blue Jays. Sox have made plenty of good pitchers look bad. With this powerful offense as an outside pitch misses 2-0. and And now they're on a run. We've been seeing them lately win a lot more games than they lose. And they are chasing the Twins at breakneck speed for first place in the AL Central. Slider swung on and missed inside, 2-1 and one the count. Grandal leads the pitch. Ripped out into the right center field gap. This is tailing back. 
to the wall. It is off the top of the wall. Run is going to score. Abreu in the second. He just missed a home run. That was a foot short of being a two-run homer. Instead, it is his second double of the game and his 13th on the season, and yet another RBI for Jose Abreu. Both of his hits have gone into right center field. Deep. And Mancada, who has two strikeouts from the right side of the plate, gets the bat lefty. Stands in with his 327 average, and the first pitch on the way, low and inside a sinker, taken for a strike, 0 1 the count. The White Sox have gotten four runs with two outs in this inning. With two outs, Mandrigal gets on. Robert gets on. Anderson gets a hit. Rondal gets a hit. Abreu gets a hit. All of it with two outs. 0-2 now to the Mancata. The pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped the first. Scooped up. It'll be an unassisted three put out at first base. Yuan is 0-3 in this game. But after his first game and what his team is doing here in the second game, I don't think he's that upset. After four, the Sox lead this game 6-0. You have reached the DP3 Tech fifth inning. DP3 Tech partnered up with Microsoft, and they have found a much better way for you to do all of your work. Your business can survive a lot better and be a lot more efficient using their system for video conferencing, sharing of files, getting people on the line with one button, getting them in front of you with one button, getting them in front of each other with one button, showing files, showing things on the screen, integrating your systems and making it very, very easy to do. They'll break it down for you, whether you're an employee trying to impress the boss, a small business, or a big corporation. And the details are coming up here midway through the fifth inning as Giolito has the first baseman, Taliz, one and one. Swung on and fouled off into the camera well, one and two the count. Fouls off a changeup, count remains one and two. Telez. Strikes out there. Drop third strike. Rondell down to first. Seventh strikeout for Lucas Giolito. As shaky as he looked early on, he's 75 pitches in here with one out in the top of the fifth inning. He's got seven strikeouts and a 6-0 lead. A high four-seamer misses to Vlad Guerrero Jr. 1-0 the count. Guerrero Jr. is 1-2 for two in this game. Another high four-seamer misses 2-0. Yasmani... Now gets down to one knee for the first time. Seems to be a calming thing for Giolito as this one's fouled off, but he put it right there on the inside corner. He's changing the way he catches Giolito when he seems to lose control. Now he frames a 12-6 curveball for a strike, 2-2. Two two. So he brings him back after missing wildly high. Now he almost stands up, calls for a high pitch. It misses. The count is full, 3-2. With Lourdes Gurriel Jr. standing on deck with one out in the top of the fifth. Full count. It's been fun to watch Yasmani here. Calling for one high again. It's too low and it gets jacked down the third base line hooking foul just before the pole. So a mistake by Giolito. Now Grandal sets up on the outside corner. He came in. He missed his location. This one is deep back in the left field. Up over the wall and gone. It was not where it was called for by Grandal. And a 390-foot blast clears the left field wall. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. has yet another home run on the season. 
Gets it out at 95.7 miles per hour, and this is a 6-1 ball game. The last two pitches were not where the catcher called for them. Grandal had called for a pitch high. It was right down the middle. Grandal then set up on the outside corner with his glove right on the corner of the plate. It went right down the middle. You're going to send two down the middle on mistakes. The Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to put one out. Guriel Jr. now takes a high fastball for a strike. Owen won the count with one out here on the top of the fifth. Sox still lead by five, six to one. Next pitch, outside fastball, 0-2. Giolito quickly into the line to the righty. Swung on and chopped to Mandrigal. He scoops it up, sends it over to first without a problem. 4-3 put out, two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. Nationals leading Arizona in Arizona, 3-1 right now. San Diego has just gotten underway against the north side team out in Padre land. Tiasca Hernandez takes a high four-seamer for a ball, 1-0 the count. A couple of fans wanted that as a strike. It was close, but it looked like a ball to me. 1-0 the count, two outs, top of the fifth inning. Sacks up by five. The pitch on the way. A strike at the letters, 1-1. One one. Giolito now into the line quickly, the pitch. Swung on and popped up into right field. Engel will take a few steps back, turn around, a can of corn. He gave up a home run, but through five innings pitched so far, only one run given up by Lucas Giolito and the White Sox midway through the fifth. Lead, 6-1. to one. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today. 312-896-2450 or email info at dp3tech.com. Aloy Jimenez steps in. It's the bottom of the fifth inning. His team's up by five. No change at pitcher for Toronto. Sam Gaviglio throws this one. It's grounded over to Bo Bichette. He's going to make a nice play at short and get Jimenez by a few steps. One pitch, one out here to start the bottom of the fifth. White Sox picked up six earned runs off of the starter, Ryu. He struck out four White Sox, but in reality, two were Mancada and two where this man, Edwin Encarnacion, who's 0 for 2, and finally gets a different pitcher to swing against. Ripped back up the middle. It's going to be grabbed, thrown over, and a nice play made by Kevin Bichette. He made a very strong defensive play behind the bag at second and was able to get the ball over against a slow-running Encarnacion. And Adam Engel comes up 0 for 2 and immediately sends this one on a line drive out to right. Nobody had to move. The White Sox make it an easy inning for the Jays. Was that three pitches, three outs? I'd have to go back and look. After five, still lead by five. Bo Bichette is up there, and Lucas Giolito's like, what the heck, I just sat down. I'm back out again for the top of the sixth. And now we got a light pop-up down the first baseline. Abreu heads over to the dugout, and he will catch that. So the game's pace has quickened very, very rapidly. 
And it seems like everybody just wants to swing at the first pitch and put it in the play. Randall Krachuk stands in and takes an inside four-seamer, 0-1. Carson Fulmer and Jace Fry warm in the pen. As Giolito comes out here for the sixth. He's on 90 pitches as of this moment. 0-1 the count, the pitch. Misses outside on a circle change, 1-1. It's a final in Cincinnati. Their game is over. 9-5 over Milwaukee today. Four-seamer fouled back. 2-1 the count. Giolito into the line against the righty. Sent up the middle. They had a shift on. Mander goes behind second. He makes one move over towards the shortstop side of the bag. Fields it cleanly and sends it over to Abreu. A long 4-3 put out. Reese McGuire comes to the plate. 0 for 2 with a strikeout from Giolito. And the lefty awaits the first pitch with two outs here in the top of the sixth. He checks up a pitch low and inside for ball one. 1-0 one the count. Sox took game one of this series on Thursday night. Then a rainout on Friday. They win the first game of this doubleheader in walk-off fashion in the 10th. By a score of 5-4. to four. They were trailing 4-1 to one going into the bottom of the ninth. The Blue Jays may be shell-shocked. Is this a ground ball up the middle for a base hit? And a runner is on with two outs here on the top of the sixth inning. Because then they come back and they keep putting runners all over the bases. They can't get anybody in for the first three innings. And then the White Sox jump all over them. Get out to a 6-0 lead. It's currently 6-1 with two outs in the top of the sixth. A runner on first and McKinney comes up. Check swing. It was close. I think he went around, but they're going to give him the ball. 1-0 the count. Giolito trying to get through six innings here before turning it over to the bullpen, but the bullpen is ready, I would assume, at this point. Ball is popped straight up. Right in front of home plate. The mask is off. Grandal catches it. The Sox are through six. Lucas Giolito was a little shaky today, but he gave up one run over six, throwing 100 pitches even. And we head into the bottom of the sixth inning with Nick Mandrigal one for two, hitting 271 with a single and a run scored at the plate. Inside slider, catches the zone, 0-1 the count. Comes back inside, and Mandrigal with a short hopper to Biggio, his counterpart. He'll make a nice play and get it over to first. One out here in the bottom of the sixth. Luis Robert comes to the plate. He's one for one with a double. He also walked. It was part of the big inning the White Sox had that got them six runs in total at that point. Now he flares one out of the right field. It's a base hit. And Robert is two for two. And he's having a really nice day when you combine the suicide squeeze he was a part of that tied up the game in game one and gave the White Sox a chance to win it in the 10th. Tim Anderson is two for three with a double, a single. He's driven in a run. He scored a run. He's got a runner on right now who leads all of Major League Baseball in stolen bases with 17. There's one out here in the bottom of the sixth. Robert wastes no time. He's off and running. Inside pitch call the ball. He is underneath the tag. And safe head first. He has his 18th stolen base on the season. And it is fun to watch him steal bases. I want to see a lot of that over his career. 1-0 count now to Anderson. He's got a runner in scoring position with one out here in the bottom of the sixth. The pitch. Misses low. No, they're going to call that a strike. A slider that was clearly below the knees brought back up into the zone. Count is one and one. 
Gaviglio delivers a low sinker that misses. Two and one the count. T.A. waits patiently. The righty looks in for the sign and delivers. Swung over the top of a sinker. Two and two the count is even. Robert trying to get his attention on second. He is glancing at him, but he's focusing on T.A. Here it comes. Swung on and fouled off a high outside slider. He's fending things off at this point, trying to protect with the count even at two. The next offering. Swung on and missed a sinker. Dove out below the bat. That's the second out of the inning, but Yasmani Grandal's one for one with a double. Two RBIs, two runs. He's gotten on base a few extra times. He's hitting from the left side where he's deadly. He's hitting over 300 now. And he has been the player of the month for the White Sox. And inside sinker misses 1-0. It feels like we're constantly making him the player of the game. He was a player of the game in a game where he came in with a pinch hit three-run home run in San Diego. One at bat and an inning catching player of the game. That's the effect that he has had. And he's had a big effect on the pitchers. You can see him help Giolito a lot today in this contest. He's 2-0 right now with two outs here in the bottom of the sixth as Robert leads off of second. The pitch. Swung on and ripped towards right field. It gets by Biggio. That's a base hit. Robert's going to try the arm in right field. He is safe as the throw is up the third base line, and he was past it before it got there. Sliding all the way across home plate and tumbling into the grass. Robert is the seventh run of the game for the White Sox. Another RBI for Grandal, and trust me, He's got three RBIs so far in this game and multiple hits. He's probably going to be the MVP again. 7-1 as Abreu comes in. He's two for three with two doubles and two RBI. He's chasing him. It's a contest between the two and the three hitter as to who had the biggest contribution today for this team. Abreu's average up to 267 and dipped as low as 260 at the start of this game today. He has been struggling. But a very nice game so far. Sox get another run. Lead by six. Now he rips this one out in the right center field for the third time. This one's trailing back to the wall. Gone! Jose Abreu puts out his 11th home run, a two-run blast. He has hit three right center field gappers today. Two of them off the wall for doubles. And now this one clears at 410 feet at 100.2 miles per hour. Grandal will score. It is a blowout at this point. 9-1, the White Sox lead here in Game 2, going for the doubleheader sweep. Into the night sky it goes. And after some fireworks, Thomas Pannone comes in. 17 and a two-thirds innings over 17 games, 8.15 earned run average. Yeah, he's a mop-up guy, and that's a good thing for the White Sox. A long day for these players, but a much longer day for the Blue Jays. The White Sox are having fun. Here's Mancato, 0 for 3 with the ground out in the fourth inning. Takes an inside four-seamer for a ball, 1-0 the count. Two outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning. 9-1 White Sox. High inside four-seamer, 2-0 the count to Mancata. Two home runs earlier today in game one, including a walk-off blast in the first inning. Now he nubs one in front of home plate. He'll be sent down for the 2-3 putout. Two games for Moncada today. He might be getting a little tired. He's got his shoulders slumped as he walks in, but the White Sox add on more runs, and after six, they lead 9-1. Couple of substitutions for the White Sox. Juan Moncada has come out of the game. It's a blowout at this point. The man put in big work here earlier on, but 
Something looks a little off and looks like he's coming out. Biggio's up and Carson Fulmer's pitching to him. Fulmer's first pitch is lifted out to center field. Can of corn for Robert. And there is one gone here in the top of the seventh inning as the White Sox lead this game 9-1. to one. You can see Moncada seem to be laboring in his second at bat. He had two strikeouts so far. And then a very weak ground ball the first, and then he couldn't even get it to the pitcher on the last one. He had four at-bats in this game. As Telez steps in, and Fulmer throws a changeup low below the knees, 1-0 the count. So Mendick's going to finish it out for him. He played for almost two full games here. And I think when you're playing a doubleheader, and he's one of your star players, if the guy looks at you and he looks tired, even if he says he wants to stay in, you pull him out. And I agree with that when you have that big of a lead. 2-0 the count. Fulmer delivers. Swung on and popped up into shallow left field. Coming on is Jimenez. He will get there in time and make the play. And there's two gone here in the top of the seventh quickly. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is the only guy that scored a run for the Blue Jays in this second game of the doubleheader. He's two for three with a single and a solo home run off of Lucas Giolito. Carson Fulmer delivers the first pitch down the middle of four-seamer for a strike. Owen won the count. Fulmer, who many, including myself, had real doubts with, has come on very early on in this season doing very well as he gives up a base hit to Guerrero Jr. He's three for four today. He's really the entire offense for the Blue Jays. So a two-out hit off of Carson Fulmer. He was going to make the team because he was out of options and he was a draft pick. I get that. But I didn't think he was going to survive the Michael Kopech return. Instead, it was Jimmy Cordero, who after a quick start, two very good weeks where he seemed unhittable, and they were leaning on him a lot, started to show some cracks, and then it just felt like he was coming in, and they knew everything he was throwing. Maybe he's tipping. Maybe he's not following what the catcher's putting down. As this one's nubbed in front of home plate, nobody's going to get to it in time to throw out the base runner. It was a swinging bunt for a base hit, and that's a nine-game hitting streak. That's a cheap way to get your ninth hit in the hitting streak. But now a nine-game hitting streak for Lourdes Gurriel Jr. as he bounces it directly in front of the plate, and it rolls three feet up the third base line. Fulmer was eventually the guy that got to it. He beat Grandal there. Next pitch, over to second, flipped over, and they're going to say he's safe. Hold on now. This inning's getting out of hand quickly. There's two outs. A ground ball behind the bag fielded by Mandrigal. Flipped over to Anderson at second base. And they're going to say that the runner beat the throw and didn't get forced out. So Gurriel in motion. He did beat it. I'm looking at the replay. And now all of a sudden we have the bases loaded for Bo Bichette in a 9-1 ball game. It looked like it was going to be a 1-2-3 inning in relief for Fulmer. He's in trouble now. And it's not really of his own volition. The ball was placed perfectly on the last two hits. Cheap hits for the Blue Jays. Owen won the count now to Bichette. An outside fastball misses one and one. Sometimes that happens. Now let's see if Fulmer can overcome. The sign put down by Grandal, an inside fastball taken for a strike. He hit the inside corner on a pretty pitch. One and two the count. But Fulmer has gotten out of some difficult situations so far early on in the season. Something we've never seen him do before. We'll see what he does here. The pitch. 
High and outside. He tried to get Pichette to chase. He does not at the curveball. Two and two. The count is even. Sox lead nine to one with two outs here in the top of the seventh inning. Giolito goes six innings, gives up one run. He scattered a bunch of hits. Struck out seven or eight as well. A low four seamer misses. The count is full. Chris Shuck stands on base, the right fielder. And Fulmer likely to throw a strike here because he doesn't want to walk in a run. Meanwhile, the White Sox have a lot to play with, so you focus on the batter even if the bases are loaded. The pitch. Swung out and missed. Fulmer punches his fist into the air. Carson Fulmer. Gutsy getting out of that inning. They're going to sing the song, and we'll be back for the bottom of the seventh here on the south side. Aloy Jimenez is 0 for 2. He has a sack fly and an RBI. He's 1 for 6 in the series with that RBI. Still hitting in the 270s, but he's been slow against Toronto so far. Low inside fastball taken for a ball. 0-1 the count. Anthony Bass and Wilmer Font. Both righties warming up in the bullpen for the Blue Jays. The next pitch on the way, swung on and fouled back a four-seamer, one and one. Now into the line. The pitch is low, a changeup from Pannone. Two and one the count. Now an outside four-seamer misses three and one. Hitters count for Jimenez with Encarnacion on deck. The 3-1 pitch. Swung on and sent back up the middle of base hit for Jimenez. It is actually going to roll to the wall as a shift was on. He's on his way into second base. And he's got a double to lead off the inning. It's been that kind of day for the Blue Jays and that kind of day for the White Sox. They have had guys all over the base paths and can't get him in. The White Sox keep hitting them where they ain't. Encarnacion's up. No outs here in the bottom of the seventh and a runner on second. First pitch sent out into deep left field, trailing back towards the wall. It is going to be caught at the track. Didn't have enough. Jimenez will hold it second. One out here in the bottom of the seventh inning is Encarnacion just missed that one, and Adam Ingles 0 for 3 with a line out his last time up. He's got a runner on second base, and Pannone stands in. An outside four seamer thrown by him is missed. 1-0 the count. When I say it's missed, it missed the zone. Sorry, double headers take a lot out of you. Swung on and fouled back. 1-1 the count. Fry continues to warm in the bullpen for the Sox. He sat down for a while. He's back up. Fulmer could theoretically start the inning if they want to and have him as the backup. Ground ball over to short. Bichette cannot get the base runner angle. He was too deep in the hole, and the ball got there too slowly. An infield hit for Adam Angle off of Bo Bichette, who sat back on a ground ball. Jimenez held it second. First and second with one out. Madrigal comes to the plate. Nice hustle by Angle on that play. Madrigal's one for three with a single and a run score. Takes an inside four-seamer for strike one. He's one for six in this series. He played on Thursday... He had the early game off. He's in tonight. The 0-1 pitch fouled off down the first baseline. A low outside fastball in the zone. 0-2 the count quickly to Nick Madrigal. Jimenez leads off of second. Inside pitch brushes him back. 1-2. and 
Angle at first, Jimenez at second. Sacks up 9-1. to one. Bottom of the seventh inning. Trying to finish off an excellent day here at the ballpark after they took game one. Inside pitch misses, 2-2. Two and two. And my apologies for the rain out and the fact there is no radio broadcast of game one. Only the recap, just like there will be a recap of this game at SoxOn35th.com. That is not something we want to normally do, but it had to be done. Swung on and missed a four-seamer over the top of a swinging Mandrigal's bat. Puts his head down. He feels shame. He goes back to the dugout. Luis Robert will come to the plate here now with two outs in the bottom of the seventh and two on. He's two for two with a double and a single. He also got on with a walk earlier. First pitch is away a four-seamer. 1-0 the count. Robert, flirting again with 200, is hitting 191 as he stands in. It has been a difficult start for this young man, but there have been signs yet again that he could come out of it. Now he swings at this one and sends it down the third base line. It will not get out far enough. Caught back by the track. The inning is over. The Sox don't add on any more, but do they need it? They're up 9-1, to one and we go to the top of the eighth here on the south side of Chicago. Carson Fulmer will start off the eighth inning. Randall Grichuk is one for three, and he's only won the count after that strike is taken on the inside corner. Next pitch from Fulmer, low and inside a curveball, one and one. The announced attendance, 27,804 for this game. Outside pitch misses on a changeup. Now they're going to call that a strike. One and two. The one-two pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, and Fulmer sits him down. There's one gone. One out, top of the eighth. Here comes Reese McGuire. He's going to follow this one off into the camera weld on the third base line. Owen won the count. Red Sox trying to come back against the Rangers. It's five to four now in Texas as he swings and misses at this four-seamer. Owen two to McGuire. Out in L.A., Oakland tied up with the Angels 1-1 in the fifth inning. Next pitch swung on and missed, and Fulmer sits him down. He got into trouble last inning. Now he's on fire. Two quick outs here, both on strikeouts in the top of the eighth inning. Fulmer will now take on Billy McKinney, the center fielder, 0 for 3 in this game with two outs in the top of the eighth inning, and the Sox leading 9-1. He fouls back a four-seamer high in the zone into the upper deck behind home plate. Owen won the count. McKinney's two for seven in the series with two RBIs. Popped out his last time up. Has had a difficult time with men on base today. Swung on and missed a changeup, tailing away low and outside. Owen two the count. Rondell puts the sign down immediately. Sets up on the outside portion of the plate, the pitch. It goes inside, he missed his location, a changeup, one and two. Fulmer quickly into the line. Grandal back on the outside corner. Swung on and missed. Grandal tosses it back out to the mound and leaps towards the dugout. Three batters, three strikeouts for Carson Fulmer. He has to feel good. Midway through the eighth, we lead 9-1. And as we lead off the bottom of the eighth inning, joining me for the first time in studio since March. It's been that, it's, it's been it's, that long. It's good to have him. My buddy Dave joining me here in the basement for Socks in the Basement as he watches... 
this uh, simulated ball game using MLB The Show 20 as Tim Anderson leads off and immediately bloops one in a center field. Underneath it, though, for the catch is one out. Center fielder got over there quickly. I still have a hard time trying to figure out who's playing what until we get later on in the series. And oh, sometimes right, I forget. we're on the first game of the series. No, yeah, no, exactly. we're in the third game. We're in the third game of the series, but we were, we were rained out yesterday because I had something to do. As Grandal rips one in the right field for base a base hit. hit immediately. And he's on base here with one out in the bottom of the eighth. So because we had a game on Thursday and then we were rained out, I then didn't do a broadcast of the first game of this doubleheader. The White Sox walked off on a Yoan Moncada 10th inning home run. And this is game two of the doubleheader. Jose Abreu now comes in to play three for four with a home run, two doubles, and four RBIs in this game. Oh, wow. It, so Jose's having a game today. Oh, he's having a game. But you know who nice. else is having a game today? The guy on first base. He's also three for four. He also has four RBIs. Yasmani Grandal has been killing it. He's well over 300 now after starting off the month. And when he began this month, he was hitting 210 at the beginning of May. Yasmani Grandal currently at 300. And you've seen the pitchers actually improve a little bit. I noticed um, noticed as I came in here that... uh, uh, Carson Fulmer still killing it in garbage time situations. Yes, he is. That one's fouled off down the first base line, one and two, to Abreu. Although he did outlast Jimmy Cordero, Michael Kopech promoted on Thursday, split the game up with Gio Gonzalez in a White Sox win. He went three innings and didn't give up a run, Michael Good. Kopech. Good. I was going to just ask you what the line in yeah, on he did, uh, the, he did what the line well. on him was. He struck out, if I'm not mistaken, six over those three innings. So oh, wow. Nine Nine outs, six of them were strikeouts for Kopech. It's going to be interesting to see... Three and two to Abreu. It's going to be interesting to see how the simulation simulates major league hitters. Set over to Bichette. It's short. Biggio gets it and flips it over to first. I'm going to let you finish that thought, but that's the end of the inning. We're going to go to the top of the ninth to see if the White Sox can take both games in this doubleheader. They lead nine to one. All right, I'm going to let you make a decision. You want to go with Fulmer here? You want to let him finish? He gets let's a let, three, let's he gets, let Fulmer he gets, finish. He gets a three-inning save if he finishes here, so that's so what we're going to go with. One thing to watch uh, for Michael Kopech is how the simulation treats uh, the rest of MLB adjusting to Michael Kopech because we just brought him up Thursday, had a good game Thursday. Uh, we're going to see how he does over the stretch. Right. Uh, we're going to see if the simulation can puts that uh, factor in it where MLB starts to adjust to him. I think it'll happen. I've seen I, it's interesting with rookies. We've seen with everybody who's a rookie, Madrigal, Robert, this up and down thing where they start to get on a hot streak and they fall back down again as uh, Kevin Biggio swings and misses and he's the fifth strikeout for Carson Fulmer in two and a third innings pitch. It's pretty wicked breaking ball yeah. on Fulmer too. Yeah. That, was, that dropped right off the table. Rowdy Telez is going to come up with one out here on the top of the ninth inning as Fulmer's going for the three inning save in a nine to one ball game. You get a save if you pitch the last three innings no matter what the score. It's, is that how that works? Yes, you do. Was, it, was that always the thing? It's for always been a thing. Well, I, I, did don't know not know, I did not know that. It's been a thing for a while. I don't know if it was a thing in the 60s, but I know it's a thing now. So I don't know when they changed that rule. I'd have to look it up. Uh, Telez is one for four and one and oh in the count right here. You know, the interesting thing about Fulmer is that if you look at his ratings in the simulation, he's definitely not one of the starting five pitchers. No. Uh, or not Fulmer, I meant Kopech. Kopech, Kopech, yeah. who we were talking about, he's definitely not one of the starting five pitchers. That one swung on and missed nasty, one and two. Cr- nasty curveball inside of the zone, swings at and missed. But he is eventually going to make his way in there. 
But everybody's pitching so well right now, from top to bottom, there's nobody I want to pull out. So Kopech's going to get eased in as a relief pitcher, and that's a possibility. Swung out and missed a four-seamer inside in at the shoelaces. Six strikeout for Fulmer. It's like he knows you're here in the studio, Dave, and he's he showing knows off. I call, he knows I called him out two weeks ago. <laughs> he knows I'm like, hey, Carson Fulmer, let's see what you can do in pressure situations. Yeah. Now, albeit this is not a pressure this situation, but no, no. he's dealing. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is three for four with the only run of the game for the Blue Jays on a solo shot off of Lucas Giolito. I want to say it was in the sixth inning. He's hitting 303 with a 798 OPS. Home run, two singles, and an RBI today for him. He's 1-0 in the count. And it's possible that Kopech could be a guy, right? right. That they start off in the bullpen. Guerrero fouls that, guys. fouls that one off right side. Yeah, Guerrero fouls that one off. 1-1 one one the count. Swung on and chopped to Danny Mendick. Nope, that was in the air. He scooped it before it hit the ground. A line out to Mendick, and the game is over. Danny Mendick over third base, who came in halfway through the game. For Yohan Moncada, makes the final out. That was the first time he saw a ball. The White Sox celebrate with fireworks, winning two games in one day. They take the entire doubleheader. They've taken the first three of this four-game set. The final game, tomorrow, Sunday. Let's go for a four-game sweep. They haven't had one of those yet. They they were up 3-0 on the Rangers earlier on this season at home and lost uh, the fourth game. So they will try to go and do that. Sacks get nine runs on 13 hits, no errors. The Blue Jays, one run on nine hits with one error. The save goes to Carson Fulmer. He has his second three-inning save of the season. He has two now on the year. He had three innings pitched with three hits given up and six strikeouts, Dave. No earned runs, no walks. Lucas Giolito, your starter, gets the win. Six innings pitched, six hits, seven strikeouts, an earned run, two walked. Uh, Ryu started off really hot for the Blue Jays, but takes the loss, getting chased after three and two-thirds inning. Jose Abreu is your player of the game, three for five with a home run, two doubles, and four RBIs. Yasmani Grandal goes three for three with a walk, a double, three RBIs, and three runs scored. Luis Robert, two for three, a double and two runs. He was also the guy who laid down the suicide squeeze that tied the game with two outs in the bottom of the ninth in game one and allowed Yohan Moncada to walk it off in the tenth earlier. And Tim Anderson, two for five with a double, an RBI, and two runs scored. A heck of a game, a heck of a day. And you and me, we are going to break some bread and drink some brews because it's good to see you, my friend. It's good you, to see you. What do you think so far about this season before I let you go? I think this season is going really well. I think the White Sox are... 12 games over 500 at this point. 12 games, 12 over, games 500 over 500 at this point. point. You know, not to, not to <laughs> quote my favorite announcer, but don't stop now, boys. That's good words there. Those are words to live by. We will see you tomorrow as we try to finish this one out with a four-game sweep. The White Sox are 12 games over 500. It's a beautiful weekend. Make sure you get out. Make sure you spend time with family and friends safely of course this game brought to you by cork and carry at the park at 33rd in princeton make sure you check them out on grubhub or direct at cork and carry at the park.com my thanks to family waterproofing solutions and dp3 tech as well check them out for all of your services and this podcast for fans by fans 
30 minutes of good each and every week until we had to start simulating these ball games. Has been simulating White Sox games since opening day each and every day. And we'll be back tomorrow. Everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SoxInTheBasement.com.